Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday, yet another Monday, after another loss. It's getting depressing, people. I'm entering seasonal depression a bit early, even though it is like 70 degrees here in New York City. I've hit those holiday blues early on. That is a bottoming out I have not seen from a Green Bay Packers team in quite some time. That performance in Detroit kind of made me turn the page. Mentioned it a little bit on Twitter this morning. You may have seen, man, at this point, if you can't just sit back and have a little bit of gallows humor going forward, I don't know what to tell you. You're in for a whole lot of heartache because this team refuses to get out of its own way. You couple that with the numerous injuries that they uh, faced coming out of that game. Although it does sound like they got good news on Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. Uh, Still waiting to hear on what the prognosis is on Eric Stokes. Sure doesn't sound good, judging by Matt LaFleur's response at the podium just now, or a little while ago, sorry. And uh, obviously the big injury news is Rashawn Gary out for the year with an ACL injury. Um, you add all that up, and there's a lot going on. But um, clearly the Packers are at a crossroads in the sense of losing five in a row is one thing, but losing them repeatedly the same way over and over again, especially with – Uh, Your head coach, who is an offensive-minded play caller and a quarterback, uh, coming up with and designing game plans each and every week, steadfastly refused to lean into their best player in Aaron Jones. At this point, I I just, I expect it. I'll be surprised and happily so if Aaron Jones gets the ball early and often anytime going forward. But uh, with all that said, they're not mathematically eliminated. So there you go. There's your ray of sunshine. Hope beat the Cowboys on Sunday. You're four and six right where you were in 2016 prior to running the table. And if you think this team is going to run the table in any way, shape or form, uh, God bless you. Yeah, I'm a little dour today. I'm a little down. I'm, I'm a little uh, I'm a little spent. It's just uh, it's upsetting to see your favorite team repeatedly make the same mistakes again and again and again, and then to be completely beholden and make no mistake, they completely are beholden to one single player in Aaron Rodgers, the way this team is, the way this franchise is. And for that player to have a performance as abysmal as we saw yesterday in Detroit, that is troubling stuff. Very, very troubling stuff. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Hope you're all doing well. Shadid starts us off with a curious super chat. Stenovich is not, in all caps, not a good offensive coordinator, exclamation point. How do you know, man? I mean, do we know what his input is week to week when it comes to the game plans, it comes to the plays they're drawing up, the implementation of those plans and plays during the game? I know they he got switched upstairs and... Matt intimated that we could ask him about why that is. So hopefully we'll hear from Senevich later this week. But yeah, well, how do we know? He doesn't call the plays. And as near as I can tell, he, he you know, isn't the one saying, yeah, we got to spread it around, throw it all over the yard. In fact, yesterday or last week when he was at his availability, he said, I'm always going to want to run the ball more. So how do you know? He's not a good offensive coordinator. Sorry, man. That's just feels like a, a big jump. Ed, thanks to Super Chat. Turns out that Aaron owns two teams, Chicago and Green Bay. It's time for Matt to affirm his role as coach and take control of the team. 
Yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen for the reasons I was just stating there at the at the top of the gig. Uh, you know, the whole place is beholden to Aaron at this point. And they made sure of that when they handed him that contract. Trust, trust me on this. Matt LaFleur will be shown the door before Aaron Rodgers will be, simply because of the ramifications of the salary cap. But uh, I don't think either one of them is going anywhere anytime soon. Obviously, Matt just signed a contract extension as well. So the two of them got to figure it out. The fact that they've been given five weeks to try and figure it out and keep coming up basically with the same idea is not encouraging. Uh, what else we got here, folks? What else we got? Don Vito, thanks for the super chat. I've admired Lafleur's humility and play calling, but what has happened to him? Nobody recognizes this offense or him as a coach anymore. It's stunning. Yeah, it is curious. I got to admit. Did not see this coming heading into the season, even with the trade of Devontae Adams and the clear shift personnel-wise on offense. I thought for sure this team would at least try to steer its identity in a different direction, but it has not. It's tried to continue to operate as they have for the last three years. And again, feels very beholden to a quarterback who wants to play a very specific way. Uh, Ed Pierce, thanks for the Super Chat. It's the sports equivalent of an unexpected death. Even those of us who wanted a Rodgers trade were convinced we would be in the playoffs. Thanks for being there to help us get through this. Oh, Ed, I, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm a Packers fan through thick and thin. I'll be here throughout. Man, I, I always tell you guys, I lived through the 70s and 80s. I'll go through the next couple decades if they take a downturn, which, you know, odds say they will at some point. Who knows? This might be the start of it. But regardless, I'll be here. Don't make no make no mistake of that. And I appreciate the sentiment, Ed. No doubt. A-Rock. Thanks for the super chat. Gooch should be held accountable for the failure of draft and develop to the exclusion of A-list free agents post-2011 CBA. Rodgers eating up the cap is a myth. We overvalue draft capital. Time for a change. Rodgers eating up the cap is a myth? Do you know what the word myth means? Please consult a dictionary. God. Look, Gutekunst has not been perfect in any way, shape, or form, but Gutekunst also constructed a team, two teams, that should have been Super Bowl bound, save for a freak injury to their left tackle in practice New Year's Eve day three years ago. So while I understand the frustration in the current environment, the five-game losing streak, the lack of playmaking ability, no doubt, no question about it, Gut handed this coaching staff one very specific type of team. And this staff, for whatever reason, does not want to utilize what it's been given. But I have a hard time killing Goot for that. You know, guys, killing me here. Killing me. Joe Mailman, thanks for the super chat. Heard your comments with Andy Herman about the wide receivers. Do you doubt if Vrabel is up to the task without Devontae Adams? Packers have broken Andy Herman. side. <laughs> I can't speak for Andy being broken. I just know I'm dour. Mm -hmm. That's right. I'm not even drinking beer. I'm drinking up. Good old-fashioned people. That's where we're at today. Um, do I doubt if Rabel is up to the task? No. No, I do not. Um, I think you've seen, in very limited time, Watson start to come along. You've certainly seen growth from Dobbs. Toure is starting to make waves and plays, etc., 
let's not throw out Vrabel just because, you know, they're struggling to score points and the wide receivers are struggling to make plays in certain situations. Um, they're still growing. They're still learning. They're still very young. And I don't know what he's supposed to do with Sammy Watkins. You know, that that's that's tough. I mean, we want to go back to A-Rock and his criticism of Gutekunst. The Sammy Watkins signing can fairly be criticized. That I'll give you. Although I felt it was a good signing in the sense of how cheap he was. He was a veteran who's played a ton of ball, and you didn't want him to come in here or expect him to come in there and play like Devontae Adams or be anything close to Devontae Adams. But you thought it would give you a veteran presence. The problem, of course, is the same as it usually is when guys have not played with Aaron for a long time. It's just clear they're not on the same page in any regard. And MVS alluded to this in his interview with Ty Dunn two years ago when he said so many people on the outside think, oh, just bring in a wide receiver and it's automatically going to work. Aaron has a very particular way of working. As he always says, there's two different offenses. There's the offense on paper or iPad and the offense that we run at the line of scrimmage. Well, right now, the offense at the line of scrimmage is completely broken because nobody seems to know what they're doing, including Sammy played a ton of ball in his life, Watkins. But even if he's running the right route, he looks so slow. He looks like he's moving in molasses. You talk about a guy who, whatever he was going to do in the NFL, I think he's done it. Sign Winfrey. Put him on the bench. Let's go. Uh, at least at least Winfrey knows the offense. We'll know the checks and the adjustments at the line, having been in the system for three years. Nick, thanks for the super chat. Nags, coming down from Ottawa, Ontario, for my first ever home game versus the Titans. Hoping 12 can figure it out and get us back on track with a couple much-needed Ws. Hoping to find some carry the G. Well, you'll be able to find some carry the G. Well, a couple different places in Green Bay, but if you're going to the game, head over to the Rush Center prior to kickoff. Three hours prior to kickoff, mind you. Um, I know you're coming down, Nick, for the Titans game, but for both the Titans game and this Sunday for the Cowboys game, if you guys are in town, if you're in the Green Bay area, going to the game, check out the Plaza Pit Stop at the Rush Center right across the street from Lambeau Field and get yourself some Carry the G. They'll have it on offer there. And Corey Banky will be there three hours prior to kickoff. That's right. Three hours prior to kickoff on Sunday and then Thursday between the Cowboys and the Titans games. Get yourself some carry the G. Say hi to Corey. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be there, folks. Uh, too old for this, man. I've never never related to a handle more. Thanks for the Super Chat. The anthem for this season is White Flag by Dida. I'll come down with this ship. I won't put my hands up and surrender. No white flags above my door. All right. All right. I like the sentiment. I like the sentiment. I'm not a big fan of that song, but I like the sentiment. That's, that's well done. Well done. Uncultured. Thanks for the Super Chat. Today's tunes for the fan base. Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider. Hurt by Johnny Cash. And Mad World by Gary Jules, sir. And then you say, I got nothing. Sir. Sir. I need to take a sip of a beverage here for a second. Sir. Mad World is by Tears for Fears. Gary Jules did a fine version, but never, ever, ever call that song by anyone else other than Tears for Fears. I mean, you talk about a perfect summation of the Packers season. I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. 2022 Packers. There you go. Shout out Roland Orzabal. 
Dusty, thanks for the super chat. Nags picked a good time to go to my first game ever at Lambeau this Sunday. Still looking forward to getting some carry the G and seeing a home game. Man, Dusty, that's it. That's it. Enjoy the atmosphere. It's going to be electric with the Cowboys in town, the return of Mike McCarthy, and you're going to get some carry the G. Come on now. That sounds like a perfect afternoon to me, regardless of what happens in the game. Of course, it'd be nice if the Packers picked up a W. Faraz, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Got a bit emotional watching McCarthy's presser today. I always find myself defending him a bit to Packers fans because I thought he was a good coach from 7 to 14. Can you just take a moment to speak on him? Yeah, of course. Um, I actually asked Mike about facing Aaron Rodgers today uh, on the Green Bay media call, uh, to which he answered, Aaron, I'm not surprised you were the one to answer this, ask this question. Um, really like Mike, always have. Anyone who's followed me for any length of time knows I'm a Mike fan. Um, things clearly got stale toward the end, uh, kind of fell apart. The friction between him and Rogers, though, Rogers always seems to want to try and downplay it. It's well, you know, it's well known, well reported. And I think Mike, you know, does get a little bit of short shrift from Packers fans and kind of dismissed because Aaron becomes, became such a big, humongous superstar face of the league, let alone the team that, you know, Mike was always kind of caught in the wash there. I think unfairly so. You know, it's very, very, very hard to win a Super Bowl. And I do think Mike coaching at the same time that the Patriots went on their insane run really did him a disservice as far as how many winning teams he put together, how many runs they went on. And yes, many of them were really frust- you know, frustrating at the end. But that Super Bowl championship is a perfect example of a guy who just kept working and kept putting it together. That team so banged up. And this is well, well before you could bring people back off IR. They had 15 dudes on injured reserve. And they still won a Super Bowl as the sixth seed. That doesn't just happen. And it certainly doesn't just happen because they have Aaron Rodgers. A lot had to happen. And yeah, some bounces got to go your way. That's life in the NFL. That's true of any Super Bowl champion. But Mike was a much, much better coach than some Packers fans give him credit for. Of that, there is zero doubt. And look, and the other thing I always really appreciated about Mike is how much he really, really appreciated being the coach of the Green Bay Packers and embracing the history and the community and his place in the community. I think it was Devontae Adams in the locker room the day after Mike got fired when he talked about, you know, the appreciation for Mike as a man, for what he meant to young men coming into their profession and learning how to be professionals in an environment like Green Bay. It's very unique. It is can be very challenging, especially to some some guys who maybe are going through a, a rough transition in a fishbowl existence like Green Bay. Mike really helped them in that regard. I mean, and don't take my word for it. That's Devontae Adams talking about it, you know. And I think, you know, for all the faults of which, you know, I don't have to go over because we're we're all familiar with Mike's track record and what, what the frustrations were. But despite all that, he was a, a fine example of what you want from a head coach in the, of the Green Bay Packers. And, I mean, I'll, I'll only look back on his tenure fondly. I mean, again, were there big frustrations? Will I ever get over 2014 in the NFC Championship game? Of course not. But, uh, you know, if we you think we heard about it. I mean, imagine how frustrating and bitter, bittersweet that must be for Mike. Um, but, yeah, like I said, only I, I'll only ever have thoughts – Good thoughts about Mike and his time in Green Bay. Brett, thanks for the super chat. Do you see Aaron Jones opting out of his contract in a couple of years? 
Uh, no, I don't see him opting out. I see the Packers most likely either approaching him about some kind of restructure or simply cutting him prior to having to pay his bonus and or uh, salary because his cap hit does balloon up to over $20 million next year. So I think there's a good chance, not a great chance, but a good chance that he's not a Packer next season. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, Brian, thank you for the super chat. Wonder what this team would look like if the GM studied game film and not RAS. Seemed to lack toughness and guys that want to just tackle. A-Rodg was bad. A-Rodg was bad. Uh, but you kind of contradict yourself there, bud. Um, if Goody, you know, did look at, did not look at game film and only looked at RAS, um, I don't think they'd have some of the problems they've been having. And yes, there's no doubt um, toughness is a bit of an issue, especially against the run. But it's not like the defense is the problem from yesterday. It's not like the defense has been the majority of the problem throughout the season. You talk about tackling. I mean, there's been some bad tackling games, but it isn't like bad tackling has cost them in the win-loss column. I mean, as the down, that is down the it was down the totem pole, so to speak, of reasons why they continue to lose. Um, I mean, look, does he seem to have a blind spot when it comes to um, skill position players? It's trending that way. The one guy he really kind of seemed to hit on was MBS, and then he let him walk. So, yeah, I don't know, man. 
it's something that, you know, I understand wanting the team to look a certain way, but uh, he has a way of working and he coming from all the way back to, you know, Ron Wolf's day. That's the tree he's coming out of. Now, obviously Ted was much more of a direct kind of um, overseer, so to speak, his, his inspiration, as you can probably tell from most of his maneuverings as general manager, but I have a hard time saying that, like, oh, if only this team operated differently. Well, then, yeah, but they also wouldn't be the team that has won a boatload of games over the last decade plus. I don't know, man. It's just, it, seems, it seems a little more difficult than that. Vex, thanks for the Super Chat. I'm impressed with Aaron Rodgers being too egotistical to realize Mike McCarthy's offense isn't what won his last two MVPs. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much of it is. I don't know how much of it is Aaron. How much of it is Matt? And you know, Matt Lafleur. I don't think could ever, ever, really institute what he wants to on offense while twelve is in the building. But I do think, yeah, he's probably got to push for a little bit more authority, a little bit more input. Not even input because he's clearly putting the game plan together every week. But a little more uh, kind of override capability, if you will. You know, it's that that. Ryan Grant quote always comes to the fore in my mind. Anyway, when talking about Aaron Rodgers, you know, there was a moment there where Aaron was a sponge and was learning everything he could until he found out he knew it all and was better and didn't need you anymore. He was a AI artificial intelligence who figured out, wait a second, I know everything now. And this year really feels like Aaron switching into that AI mode with Matt. Like, okay, I've absorbed everything you're ever going to teach me as far as your style of offense, and I've done it all, but now I'm going to kind of take over and drive this thing because I don't, you know, maybe not I don't need you anymore, but I know best now. Because what other explanation is there for all the static stuff, all the, the, you know, three wide receiver sets, two to one side, one to the other, Aaron directing traffic, or five wide Certainly don't see a ton of that, you know, out of L.A. or out of San Francisco or any of the other places they run this offense. I mean, you see a little bit of it, but nowhere near as much as you see in Green Bay. That all seems to stem back to what he ran with Mike and what he's comfortable with, quote unquote, from his days with Mike. I don't know. Like I said, it seems like AI is taking over a little bit. Javon Wallace, what's up? Thanks for Super Chat. Nags, this doesn't feel like a LaFleur offense I've watched the past few seasons, not just because of players, no bunch formations, scheming open wide receivers. Yeah, I said that on Twitter yesterday in the on the fourth down play where they need three yards, and of course they throw it the hell downfield. Uh, that play they love, which is line up whoever they favor at wide receiver. In this case, it was Alan Lazard inside and then get him on that release outside and throw it up the sideline. They've run that play a bunch. They used to run a ton with Devontae Adams. Uh, they ran it this preseason for a touchdown in San Francisco with Romeo Dobbs, the throw from Jordan Love. They love that play. But it does seem very McCarthy-esque in the sense of you go five wide, it's empty. There's no ability to rub route. There's no ability to create something as far as your route tree, con- you know, your route combination. It's just legit asking one guy to beat another guy. Well, wasn't that the frustration at the end of McCarthy's tenure? Isn't that literally what Aaron talked about that first summer when he was learning Matt's offense and about how much easier it was to scheme guys open and have guys open and not have to just choose a side and hope that guy wins, which is essentially what you're doing there? 
I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you. Brandon, thanks for the super chat. If this team was built around defense, run game, and clock control, please kick field goals in the red zone. Feel like Rodgers is pressing, and that is not good. Bad game and decisions from him. Well, that first part we know is not true. We know they're not built around running the ball and controlling the clock. That is not how they want to operate. Um, They're kind of built that way, but that's not how they play. Uh, That said, yes, please kick field goals. At some point, you're going to need points. I mean, Rodgers directly or indirectly, somewhat directly on most of the most of the plays, took off like 20 or was responsible for a loss of 24 points on offense. You can't win that way. You can't do it. And that's why you only score nine against the worst defense in the league. I don't know, man. I'm so sick of losing. Chris, Chris is so upset he can't spell. I am so sick of loosely every week. Yeah, I feel you, buddy. We know what you mean. Uncultured. Thanks again. At least in the 80s, I could get blackout drunk. I'm experiencing this crap sober. That's a tough road, man. It's a tough road. Sorry to hear that, brother. Ryan, thanks for Super Chat. I blame Murphy for this disaster. He said that he makes the final decisions. Yeah, he does on who is in charge of football. He signed Goody to an extension. He signed Matt LaFleur to an extension. And most importantly, he signed off on giving Aaron Rodgers a contract extension. After that, it's on them. I mean, I can't kill Mark Murphy for signing the guys who are responsible for three 13-win seasons to contract extensions. I mean, the one key component, obviously, here is the Aaron Rodgers extension and what it means. And the fact that it will now take a, a couple more years, probably, to turn the page when they had a golden opportunity to do so this offseason. I mean, if you kill Murphy for that, not forcing that hand, aren't you playing into the complaints that were levied against him when he made the change in the power structure? Oh, he's going to be too involved. Remember that? You don't want your CEO making football decisions. Everyone on football answers to him. That's the change he made. But letting them make the football moves and have them in charge of the decision-making is exactly what you want. You don't want him mandating things. So, again, yeah, I'm not not for the blame Murphy crowd here. Um, Ed Pierce, thanks for Super Chat. Miles Davis, blue in green is apropos for an old-fashioned. Ooh, now you're falling. That's a good call. That's a good call, Ed. Uh, what else we got? Sam, what's going on? At least it isn't watching Ladarius Gunter and Lindsey Pipkins trying to cover Julio Jones in the NFC Championship kind of pain. We just suck. 11-6. and six. Go, Pat, go. <laughs> I love the we just suck followed by the 11-6 and six prediction. That's amazing. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Who is Someone's in here. Man, fuck Little Wayne. Okay, oh, first of all, Lil Wayne's tweet yesterday was hilarious. But then compounding on the comedy was him going on Undisputed today and seeing his interview. I saw a clip of his interview on Twitter where he's lamenting how hard these guys are working. And I'm with him there. I'm like, yeah, these guys are working hard. I get it, man. He's frustrated as a fan, just like any one of us. And then skip bayless asked him is there any chance that rogers is doing this on purpose and then i just had to shut it. i didn't even see his answer to that because i'm like yes if there's anyone who knows whether rogers is throwing games to spite management it's lil wayne 
how hundreds of thousands of people watch that shit every day, I will never know. A-Rock again. What's up, man? Myth was strong. Granted. Okay, well, now we're on the same page. But Goot Ball TT have stuck with draft and develop, not giving Aaron Rodgers first-round wide receivers. Aaron Rodgers is clearly playing badly, but the front office failed to draft or develop well, yet stuck with it hubristically. Okay, there I totally disagree again. Um, Trading up for Christian Watson wasn't a bold move, which, by the way, they tried to do in the first round, but ended up doing with the first pick of the second round. I mean, you talk about semantics. We're back to myths again. I mean, first-round wide receivers, who can Oh, they didn't get him a Troy Williamson? They didn't give him a Kevin White? Oh, no! How many great wide receivers have they given them, given Aaron Rodgers, who weren't drafted in the first round? I mean, that is such a canard. That's so ridiculous. As far as the problem with draft and develop, yes, you need to hit on more guys than you miss on. And there have been eh, some, some definite misses. There's no doubt about it. But the track record under Goody, now here's where I think your problem is, is you are conflating Ted's time and you're you're blaming Goody for mistakes that were made towards the end of Ted's tenure. You know, especially things like letting Micah Hyde walk. You talk about draft and develop. They drafted that kid, they developed him, and then they let him go. They did the same thing with MBS. So that one I'll give you on Goody. But, you know, that was a decision made by Russ Ball, not even Ted. You know, so I have a hard time Again, killing Goody for that kind of stuff. And if anything, Gutekunst has shown more readiness to sign outside free agents, especially when it's very apparent that one side of the ball needs an infusion of talent, much like the defense back in 2018. I think we'll see probably something similar this offseason on the offensive side of the ball. You know, but just to kill him because, oh, draft and develop hasn't worked out. Well, he's done a little bit more than draft and develop. Yes, he's re-signed some of his own guys. He's signed Kenny Clark. He signed David Bakhtiari. You know, but I just, oh, they stuck with draft and develop. That's who they are. Draft and develop has been the bedrock and the foundation of a winning team in Green Bay over, what, 15 years? 20 years? I just, I can't, man. I can't. I just can't with that. Uncultured. Thanks for the super chat. I picked the Gary Jules version because it sounds more depressing. Fits with this season. Not for me, baby. I got to dance. Let's go. Got a whole season left. I got a ha- whole half of a season left. Brenton, thanks for the super chat. I think the most frustrating thing about this team is it didn't have to get so bad. Running the ball more versus New York Giants, Washington, and Detroit would have got us wins. See, I don't know if it automatically equals wins, but it sure feels like it would give them a better chance to win. And that's what's killing me. I'm with you there. I'm with you in the sense of, if you play to, you were trying to like be the team that roster management gave you, that you know personnel gave you. You probably are have a better chance to win some of those games. Especially, man, this whole this whole season seemed to break in London on that three and out after the Giants tied it up after an eight minute touchdown drive, and the Packers come go th- bombs away, three plays, punt away season over i mean yes that's dramatic but that's where my heart is at the moment zol thanks for super chat excited to carry the g for the titans game i hope number nine is okay after two weeks of brutal hits yes well the good news on christian watson as much as it can be is that he did not suffer a concussion he did have the wind knocked out of him yesterday the packers sat him down as a precaution more than anything else uh, especially given what had happened in buffalo 
But it is good to know. It is a good thing that he was never diagnosed with a concussion. He is not in the concussion protocol. Um, that's obviously a positive sign. And, hey, kudos to the Packers. You saw how Tua was handled by the Dolphins earlier this year. The fact that the Packers are being proactive with a player who has just suffered a concussion, I think is pretty damn good. It, it reflects well on the Packers' medical people. Mr. Englewood, thanks for the Super Chat. Bears team buyback from Aaron Rodgers 12. 12 for 2022. Uh, I don't think so. Packers still winning that game. Jonathan, thanks for the Super Chat. Sorry if I missed it. Any updates on Stokes? Cassidy Hill said they wouldn't reply his injury, and Jair had a long combo with him on the cart. Yes, no, Stokes is the one who we haven't got any kind of word on. Matt did indicate it is the injury he is most worried about, and that's presumably even including Rashawn Gary. So it doesn't sound good when it comes to Stokes, but there has been no official update, no word on um, how serious the injury is yet, but it's not trending well. Too old for this. Thanks for the Super Chat. As a fellow Aaron, I agree with you, Aaron. Aaron Jones is the Aaron the team should highlight because the Rodgers Aaron done messed up. But look, it's like Aaron Rodgers had a bad game. Like that, you can't escape that. But it's not like Aaron still can't play, right? And that's what the frustrating thing is. If if Aaron would look at John Elway tape from John Elway's last two years in the league, I swear to God, and you just said that, and he bought into that, they'd win some football games. But that, for whatever reason, there is zero what like awareness, ability, desire to go that route. They have to play their way. They have to spread it out and let Aaron throw it 40 times a game. I have no idea why. No clue. Andrew, thanks for the Super Chat. I haven't felt more despondent trying to celebrate that first TD on Sunday since Green's huge run against the Denver when it looked like we were going to miss the playoffs that year. Depressing. You couldn't celebrate Green's run? Come on, man. At some point, you got to forget all that and just enjoy the game of football. That was an amazing run. I hear, though, on that first TD, though. No, yesterday, it was like, woo. <laughs> See, I think it was probably easier for me to celebrate that Green run because I was in the house that day, and that was an amazing play. Oh, C-A-D-O-T News. I'm not I'm sure that's something obvious, but I can't quite get that handle. But that's a great call out. One Scotch, one bourbon, one beer blues. That is an amazing song. I love that. I love that song. And I, there are many different versions, and I love pretty much every single one of them. Uh, David Dubois, thanks for the super chat. Ever listen to Blue 58? Love you, Nags. I have not. I know tangentially of its existence, but I have not listened to it. Braden, thanks for the super chat. I finally figured out all of our problems. That witch, Blue of Earth, put a curse on the team. Way to go, Aaron. Just kidding. Let's beat those Cowboys. Go, Pat, go. You guys, let him live his life. TC, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, watched Aaron Brady and Mahomes with nine points in the fourth quarter. Two ended up heroes. We ended up with nine. (laughs) Damn. That's cold, TC. I mean, it's true, but it's cold. Brandon, thanks. Should have moved up to take Justin Jefferson instead of Jordan Love. Minnesota took him. What are you going to do? Man, let's at least, if we're going to complain, let's at least complain correctly. Menace, thanks to Super Chat. If Aaron Jones leaves, which seems more of a reality this offseason, do you think 32 could fit that lightning roll to 28's Thunder? Kids got something. I think, I hope so. A long way to go. Long way to go. But there's promise there. No doubt about it. 
Uh, what else we got? Dustin, thanks for the super chat. Time to call Nick Perry and BJ Raji. I love the back and one bad ye heels. Good man, you guys got to work on your typing. I love the back and one bad year EOS. Good to weed out the bandwagon fans. Oh, I see what you're saying. So one bad year and like all the bandwagoners will jump off. Unfortunately, they won't as long as Aaron Rodgers is around because they'll just be like defending every bad throw and missed read and horrible interception. They're like, does he carry this team forever? Great. What's he doing right now? Throwing to the wrong team. Shit is hilarious. <laughs> Michael, why does Corey hate Mike McCarthy? Corey doesn't hate Mike McCarthy. Corey hates Mike McCarthy right now because he's the head coach of the Cowboys and the Packers play the Cowboys this week. As soon as that game is over, probably 24, 48 hours afterwards, Corey will be fine. But right now, he hates Mike McCarthy because he's the head coach of the Cowboys, which I get. And this is it. I saw some people pushing back on Corey on Twitter. And I'm just like, you know that bit that Ricky Gervais does? about the guitar lessons it's like on twitter people complaining on your feed about something you've tweeted like that's like going to a town square and it says guitar lessons and there's a phone number and you call the phone number and go but i don't want guitar lessons a lot of people complaining about guitar lessons on twitter that's how Corey fans let him fan how tough is that just keep scrolling it takes absolutely nothing to just keep scrolling and don't worry We'll probably get into it on transplants anyway, and you can live vicariously through me. So just let him live. Uh, Tyler, thanks for the super chat. Roger's antics forgiven by wins, not so much in 22. I guess. I mean, I think it's all part and parcel with uh, how you view players and people getting so invested in what guys do on the sideline or what they do after a play or whatever. It's like, that's all in the heat of the moment stuff. I... A hard time killing any player for that. George, thanks for the super chat. Would love for us to draft someone to pair with Gary. I mean, Preston's pretty damn good, but I feel you. Another young up-and-comer. Who knows? Let's see what Enigbari does in the second half of the season. Kids made some nice plays. Very limited opportunities in the first half of the season. Now he's obviously going to be given more uh, playing time. I'm not saying he's the answer and like they don't have to worry about it. I get it, but I'm interested to see what the kid can do. A-Rock, again, what's up? I do conflate TT Goo, you're right, but overvaluing draft capital and underbidding free agents is failure. I think D&D worked because Aaron Rodgers was amazing and hid the warts. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers, who he himself is a product of D&D, my guy, what is not clicking? This is who they are, and they have won a boatload of games because of who they are. I get the five-game losing streak is frustrating, but you don't just blow it up and just blame everybody that is convenient because one bad season had a five-game losing streak. Zoder, what's up, man? They're still the greatest team of all time. Go, Pat, go. There's a bit of positivity. Thanks, Zoder. Zane, thanks for the super chat. We need to punt this season and get a stud QB in the draft and a couple good old linemen in the draft. Also potentially add a wide receiver. Also need a new defense coordinator in town. Need to replace Savage as well. Other than that, Zane, any other things on your to-do list? Um, we'll see. I doubt they finish poorly enough for a true stud QB. You got to be like top five to get one, but who knows? You never know. I know they're, what, they're sitting around eight right now, so always possible. Chris East, thanks for Super Chat. No matter how bad it gets, at least we aren't Bears or Vikings fans. Boy, 
That is a perfect way to wrap this chat chat up. That is a hundred thousand percent correct. All right, everybody. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.